Hey, what's up everybody? This is Austin Haynes with the Waking Justice Project, and this is your daily wake-up call. Here's what the corporatocracy is up to today, October 22nd, 2019. You can visit our website at wakingjustice.org for more details. Here are the headlines. Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard rejoined the Democrats' monthly televised debates last week. The month before, she was blocked out of the debates due to shady debate rules by the DNC. And it was due to a controversial qualifying rule by the DNC that Real Clear Politics says is, quote, conspicuously inscrutable. It's worth mentioning here that back in 2016, Tulsi resigned from the DNC in protest after Julian Assange and WikiLeaks exposed corrupt dealings among Hillary Clinton, the DNC, and big media outlets like CNN, MSNBC, and the New York Times. Respected insiders agree that Hillary Clinton and the DNC are likely trying to sabotage Tulsi's campaign this year as payback for exposing their corruption in 2016. In fact, after last week's debate, Tulsi Gabbard was once again the most Googled candidate in the debate. In her opening statements in last week's debate, Tulsi ripped into big media. She said corporate news outlets like CNN and the New York Times are, quote, completely despicable for smearing her and other veterans who oppose war profiteering and regime change wars by the corporatocracy. After Tulsi's stinging remarks in the debate last week, Hillary Clinton said that she believes Tulsi Gabbard is, quote, a Russian asset who is being groomed by the Russians to run as a third-party candidate in the general election in 2020. And as bizarre as that sounds, it's just an extension of the now-debunked Russiagate hoax that Hillary, the DNC, and big media concocted to distract from their exposed corruption in 2016. So after Hillary's bizarre rant last week, Tulsi has pushed back hard calling out Hillary Clinton as the queen of warmongers. Tulsi, of course, is referring to Hillary's infamous record of warmongering, including voting for the Iraq war, backing the CIA's illegal coups in Honduras, Libya, and Syria, and for selling weapons to favored nations in exchange for private donations to her personal foundation. Other candidates and their surrogates also slammed Hillary for making such dubious claims. And Tulsi went further, saying that Hillary is the personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party for so long. And that it's now clear that Hillary and her corporate donors are still very much in control of the DNC. It all begs an obvious question. It seems crystal clear that the corporate elites of big banks, big defense, big pharma, and big media are rigging the Democratic primary again. And for all that talk by the Democratic candidates about class warfare by corporate elites on the working class, what does it mean that only one candidate is calling out the corruption of those very same elites 
in their own party. Are Democratic voters getting set up for yet another stinging defeat by the corporatocracy again? Of course they are. As Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Chris Hedges has said, the corporate coup d'etat of our democracy is now complete. The corporations have won. The corporatocracy now controls both political parties, the House, the Senate, the courts, and big media. And as the recent Princeton University study has proven, over the past 40 years, the average working class American has had, quote, a near zero statistically non-significant impact on U.S. public policy. And when corporate elites want to block any new policy, there is a 100% chance they'll get their way. Let's explore what that means in this current election. Let's say, for example, that by some miracle, Bernie overcomes the corrupt corporate elites that have aligned the Democratic Party against him. Let's say he wins the Democratic primary and goes on to beat Donald Trump, as all the polls indicate that he would. And let's say that by another few miracles, President Sanders was able to lobby enough support to get one of his core issues, Medicare for All, passed through both the House and the Senate, and he signed the bill into law. As the seasoned senator himself knows full well, it would take a few years to accomplish those feats. But let's say best case scenario, he does. Does anyone really believe for one second that big pharma, big banks, and big insurance wouldn't lobby the Supreme Court to stop such a law? And further, does anyone really believe that the corporate-leaning Supreme Court wouldn't hide behind Citizens United to defend their corporate bosses? Of course they would. No matter how well-intentioned the Democratic candidates may be, they likely all know deep down that Chris Hedges is right. So when do we stop playing this game of political theater and get on with the real revolution? As the Princeton study above concluded, the US is no longer a representative democracy. It's now a corporate plutocracy, and it is beyond delusional to still believe that we could ever vote such entrenched and moneyed elites out of power. We have got to wake up. The only real leverage we have in this corporate plutocracy is mass organized boycott. Indeed, economic activism is the only resistance that has ever won real change against such entrenched and moneyed power. It was the Boston Tea Party boycott that finally launched the American Revolution. It was Gandhi's salt and textile boycotts that helped win India's independence from Britain. It was mass strikes by US workers in the 1930s that finally forced big business to accept a 40-hour work week, sick pay, and unemployment insurance. It was the bus boycotts and restaurant sit-ins by black Americans in the 1960s that won civil rights reforms. It was the grape and salad boycotts of the 1960s and 70s that won migrant workers fair wages and safety standards. 
and it was the divestment boycotts on college campuses in the 1980s that helped end apartheid in South Africa. If you want to learn more about how all of us in the work of global justice can join together to end all of this injustice and corruption and to save our planet, please visit our website at wakingjustice.org. You can check out our About page and listen to our first podcast. And if you want to get involved, please fill out the Join Us form at the top right of the page. Or you can email us at info at wakingjustice.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're running out of time. Join us. Peace. You must be involved in the struggle for freedom. And just, and just, just. Justice is rising and it ain't just us, it's all of us. If it's our love.